0: Invest talk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for their winning investment research, and the answer is YCharts: quality data with easy-to-use tools. Start your free trial now at YCharts.com.
1: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peaslee, President, KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
2: Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining me today on Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and it's October 10th, not 2018. It's amazing how fast October You know, the months just fly by. And I really feel sorry for those people in Florida. I'll tell you what, I used to live on the Northeast, and they used to think I was crazy as being in California and all those earthquakes. How about the tornadoes and hurricanes and things? Yeah. This is the second major one that's hit the Florida area. And this one's going up north. You know, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, I, you know, it's a tough thing. And this is a category number four, so it's, it's a big one. You know, the governors of those three states, Florida, Alabama, and Georgia, have all declared, you know, state of emergencies. And remember, category four is very strong. What is it, 165 miles an hour winds? I mean, that's going to knock buildings that have been there since the Civil War. It's going to knock them down. It's going to happen. There's a huge, powerful, powerful storm surge of water from the ocean, too. So, I don't know. It's a tough situation, those people, and we got we got to pray for them, that's for sure. The objective of Invest Talk, of course, is geared towards giving listeners the information and education to make smart investment and money management decisions. We are going to focus on that goal today. And hopefully with your participation, I hope so, I'm sure you are interested in hearing what I have to think about the big down day had today. And you'll be surprised that I think we should be expecting it. And I think I've said on this radio enough times back in September that October is going to be volatile. I think anybody who's listened to the show knows that I was warning about that possibility. So hopefully... You've taken that to heart and that we you're not so worried about it. Okay, that's really the question. Now, over the past year or longer, you've heard me talk about how rising interest rates might hurt the economy. And, of course, we had a spike in bond rates. And that was on the heels of another federal fund rate increase by the Federal Reserve. It's going to have an impact. And President Trump said that he doesn't like what the Federal Reserve is doing with interest rate policy. I think we don't have to go as fast. End of quote. Now, I said that a long time ago, a month ago, two months ago. I think the Fed should slow down. They don't need to raise the rates. they got to wait to see the impact from it. Well, you can see how fast things can change. They can change real fast. The Federal Reserve has raised the rates three times in 2008. 18, and they have warned, They they've said they might do it four more times in 2019. Four more times. Come on. They, they. And there's no inflation to worry about. Hmm. Anyways, it's a it's it's distressful for me. It's stressful. Uh, and keeping with a desire to provide, of course, you listeners with things you actually can do something about, actionable financial information. I try to share. I'm going to share a story today. Four overlooked perks of a high credit score. High credit score. Yes, a high credit score can save you some money. It can make your life a little easier. But before I explain, let's go ahead and take a caller, a question. Uh, you know how our number is always the same, 888-99-CHART.
3: From Orlando, I'm calling regarding the ticker symbol BOX box. I bought it at 25 20 and currently, it's in 22.03 and it's been going down. I'm just wondering if I should sell or hold. Currently, it's 14% of my portfolio. So if you could please uh, let me know. I would appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.
2: Okay, 14% is far too much of your portfolio. You shouldn't have no more than 3 to 5%. And I can see it getting up maybe to 10% because it grew real fast on you. But that's why you should rebalance your portfolio every so often, because you don't want any one stock dominating your portfolio. You don't, because of what you're dealing with here. Look at the risk that you have taken here. I mean, it's fallen from twenty-three dollars down to eighteen dollars and eight, almost nineteen dollars, eighteen ninety-eight. In what? Two weeks. That's a huge percentage fall. Let's look at Box. B O X is a symbol. It's out of Redwood City, California. It provides cloud based platform for organizations to manage their content and collaborate inter- internally and externally. So it's it's in that sphere that's pretty healthy, but there's a big but. Did you look how much money it was making? It's never made money yet, has not made any money, and it's selling for $19 a share. It's got as it high as $29 a share. It has never made money. What do you? I, what do I say about stocks that don't make money? Don't buy them. Now it's going to make seven cents. That's a, it's scheduled to make seven cents a share in 2020. So this is a speculative play, speculative play, and the sales growth is 20 percent or so per quarter. But what seven is seven cents a share worth? Nineteen dollars. What kind of PE would you give seven cents? You give it. Why don't you give it 100 PE? What's a 10 PE on 7 cents? 70 cents. <laughs> you know, I mean, look at the PE range that you, you would give this stock. See, that that's, you can't, you can't, it's too unreasonable. It's not growing that fast at 20%. That's growing fast, but not, you know, not for making, uh, you need to cut this way back. This is a speculative stock, no more than 3% of your portfolio. Okay, no more. Now, over the past couple of weeks, Justin and I have explained the value of high credit scores. As I said at the beginning, okay. So, what's a high what's highest credit score? Do you know? So, I want to talk about four overlooked perks from a high credit score. And we found this story on CNBC.com, by the way. Credit scores, uh, as some observers have pointed out, are like GPAs. A good GPA, grade point average, a good credit score gives you opportunities that you may not have if you have a bad credit score. There are three major credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And they collect all your financial data. And they're the ones that give you a score. The most common score is called FICO, F-I-C-O. Okay, and what is a good FICO score? Well, the range is 300 to 850. But you want to shoot for 700 or higher. 700 or higher, and an excellent score is 750. Anything below 650 is considered problematic. So you got to, you know, with good credit scores, you're going to get the best interest rates if you borrow money. If you buy a house, you can easily get a loan if you have a great credit score, if you need it. Now, those are all things that are positive. Now, with that said, I will take a quick one-minute break here. Uh, I'll, I'll come back on the other side and we'll talk about some of the other benefits that, that you can get from that. I'm Steve Peasley and I think you should definitely make plans to join our free wealth webinar presentation. It will be online. The date to save is October 30th. The time is 6.30 p.m. Pacific Coast time. You know, financial stresses involve making good decisions. Financial success involves making good decisions on a consistent basis. And of course, Justin and I can help you, uh, you the listener, understand how to consistently make better financial decisions. The October thirtieth webinar is designed for you. Register now at InvestTalk.com. It's free. It's very you don't have to pay a dime. And so it's going to be you know it's going to be right there on October thirtieth, six thirty p.m. Now it's a fast-moving Wednesday, and we are taking we're taking your questions. So give me a call, 99 Charlie.
0: Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. Here's a suggestion that could change your future. Head over to InvestTalk.com and read about the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. In particular, you should consider Equity Income Plus, because stock investment returns can come from two places, price appreciation and dividend income. Equity Income Plus may well be a strategy you are missing. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's taking your questions live. 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. Okay. So what is the benefits of, the, of having a low credit score? I mentioned a couple. Low security deposits is another one. When you shop around for a new apartment, you know they, they will check your credit score. If your background is a... It, it, if your background as a borrowed, borrower does not inspire confidence from the landlord, he or she may you know, offset that with a higher security deposit Okay, in many parts of the country. Some parts of the country, that's not legal, by the way, in case you didn't know that. Instead of one month, maybe they'll require two months because you're a risk. Lower insurance rates, insurance rates for your car and home, a high credit score gives you a lower rate. The insurance companies use the scores that help predict the likelihood that you'll make a claim. Remember, they don't want to pay claims, right? So they want the highest credit. They want a high, high quality uh, 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 credit score person because they feel that they're going to have they'll be less susceptible to, you know, any kind of loss. May not be true though. Access to the best cell phone rates. Yep. Yeah. You know, you don't think so, but it's true. Access to the best credit cards. So those are what a high credit score will do for you. So other some of the things other than getting you a low interest rate, you know, the lowest interest rate. Okay, so those are the things that, that are some surprising perks that come out. Now... Everybody's income and expense situation, investment posture is different, right? Yet all workers, all investors have much to gain from a high credit score. So please do that. Please try to work on that. You can work on that. Don't be late on your payments. You know, there, uh, we talked to, uh, I wrote a couple weeks ago in the newsletter about things you can do to increase your scores and things that you do that may drive the score down. So try, you know, try to keep your scores high. Make your payments don't keep borrow, don't keep getting more and more credit cards don't check your credit very often those kinds of things okay and all this all this works to shape your portfolio strategy shape your financial freedom your your financial goals all this it works in conjunction good credit scores is the thing you really want to have now, today's main talking point, the S&P has suffered a repetitive decline following three rate-setting news conferences by the Fed Chairman Powell this year. So, have his comments cost stock market investors $1.5 trillion? That doesn't count today. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Of course, we got to talk about the market today, right? At some point, we've got to discuss the market. So, we'll get to that, I promise. And then I want to say, uh, in a conjunction with that, why this sell off could be a good opening for bulls. Bulls, people who want to be buyers, be in the market. And Social Security benefits are going up. You're going to get a raise, a big one. And at least one economist agrees with me about the Federal Reserve. And, of course, now the President agrees with me about the Federal Reserve raising rates. And I want to get to the global economy. You know that the IMF downgraded it. I mentioned briefly yesterday. I want to talk about that in a little more details if we can today. i got a full plate of things to talk about. So, But you drive the show. Your calls drive the show. What do you want to talk about? We'll talk about it. This is Invest.com. I'm Steve Peasling, and I hope you can take a minute to subscribe to our KPP Premium Newsletter. I compile and distribute it every Friday. The newsletter provides a roundup summary of the week, and this week will be very interesting, will it not? It offers a little look ahead, and you know, I put there's a couple stock ideas in there. There's four sections all together. It's not long, but it gets you get a new one every week. Okay, I'm ready for your questions. Eight eight eight.
1: Uh, appreciate your uh, show and your uh, educational value of it invest talk is here to help thank you and we thank you for listening
0: It is now official. Steve and Justin have set the date and time for their next live webinar presentation, October 30th, 6.30 p.m. The Wealth webinar is free, but you must be pre-registered. And you can do so now at investtalk.com. Start on the Invest Talk menu link, then scroll down to webinar. You are listening to Invest Talk. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. Eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart
2: Okay, so the market went down. The Dow went down 831 points a day. That's 3.1% in one day. The NASDAQ, 315 points. That's 4% today. And the S&P down 95. That's 3.3%. Okay, so that's a pretty big drop. Well, let's go talk to Kevin in Philadelphia. How you doing, Kevin? Hey Steve, how you doing? Uh, it's funny I'll the last good, couple you. of weeks you've been
0: warning, you've been warning us about October's volatility. <laughs> you were right on target
3: yeah. after today. It was, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah. Uh, I was. Um, interested in a stock, Lamb Research, uh, LR CX. Now they uh, they've gone down quite a bit in the past few months, but they. they they seem to have very good fundamentals, um, and I'm just wondering if you can give me your they opinion do. on that. I'm thinking about
1: buying. Sure, I'd be
2: happy to. Okay, Lamb Research, everybody, manufactures and cleaning systems, used in wafer fabrication equipment for the semiconductor industry, and it's suffering because the whole industry, the semiconductor industry, the, that tech sector, that part of the tech sector has been under a lot of pressure. So the company is sound as a dollar. I mean, this is real. That, well, well that, that old saying used to mean something. Sound as a dollar. <laughs> Remember that, Kevin? <laughs> but I guess these days, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Back in the day. So Lab Research, <laughs> yeah. Lab Research is a very strong company. Growing 30% or more per quarter in the last four to eight quarters. I mean, gee, that's pretty strong. So I think yeah. what you're seeing is people, they think that the cycle is already topped in the semiconductor industry, and we're now waiting for it to bottom. And your question is, is, is land research at its bottom? Well, they're going to make $15.06 this year. Uh, actually, it'd be next year, which 2019 is their fiscal year. Well, that's this year for them. Okay. Next year, they're going to make $17.59. So And they pay a 3% dividend, and a P.E. ratio is 8 or less. Uh, I mean, it's going to be 7, and their five-year range is 8 to 18. So, in return on equity, is 40. All the numbers are great, Kevin, as you point out. They're very good yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so, it's a matter of you want to wait because it's still falling. You want to wait till it stops falling. still falling. Uh, give it. Okay. Yeah, let okay. it tr- let it trade sideways for a week its, or two. Yeah, it's below its
0: fifty-two week low now. It's well below the fifty-two yeah, week it low. Yeah, And uh, yeah, so I don't like I say it's a solid. Yeah. It's a solid company, but the industry is, uh,
2: you know, has is, is the problem. Kind of a cloud over it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so wait till, it, wait till wait till it. Yeah. No, it won't. And this is a very good one to put in All your right. pocket when it finally stops falling. Lamb Research. Okay. L-R-C-X. All right. Th- All right. Thanks, Kevin. Pre- appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay. 888-99-CHART is my number. 888-992-4278. Now, we're talking about the Fed. Has the Fed gone too far raising rates? Now, I've been whining about it for <laughs> several months. I didn't think they should raise it, and I, even though I knew they were going to this most recent. And they've already promised to raise it four more times. But... Uh, uh, there was a study done by J.P. Morgan about Powell after they he had a, a speech after he raised the rates. Every time he makes a speech after he raised the rates, the market has lost uh, 4, 0.44 percentage points after every speech after he's raised the rates. Now, the thing about this, though, I don't think it means anything. I don't think it, you know, there's, 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 Causation and correlation. Just because he had a speech after he raised rates and the stock market went down every time this this year, that's because that was that was what happened. It doesn't mean that that, that his speech caused it. Just because there's a correlation doesn't mean it's a cause of the fall. And even in this article, finally admits that it's true. Yeah. So no, no. The, I don't think you can use it. I don't think it can help you very much. I just think it's entertaining to read, and then only mildly entertaining. I think it's a waste of anybody's effort to even think, you know, to even study that. I don't think it's worth anything for anybody. But it is true that after Powell's speech, every time th- that he raised rates, the market went down. Well, how, how about this? The market went down because he raised rates, not because of his speech. How about that? And, and if he's going to raise them, estimated four more times in 2019, if he does that, I guarantee you the market will go down. Guarantee it. I think it would be foolish if he does that. But that's what they're targeting, the Fed is. Tomorrow, InvestTalk, do you realize that the collective worth of America's data is in the billions of dollars? And you soon might be able to get a cut of that. I'll explain that tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions now at 888-99-CHART.
1: Now is a good time to call Invest Talk.
2: I had a question on my 401k.
1: We're here for you. What's your question? 888-99-CHART is how to reach Steve right now on Invest Talk.
4: To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go to research tool? Y Charts. It's a cloud based financial research platform, it is indispensable.
2: Y Charts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Y Charts every day.
4: YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more.
2: If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bluebird Terminal.
4: And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You
0: just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. This is InvestTalk. Have you thought about asking Steve or Justin for a no-cost and no-obligation portfolio review? You should. They can set up a telephone conversation or a Skype consultation. And if you live anywhere in Northern California, Steve will be returning to San Jose on November 7th. Save the date and register now at InvestTalk.com. Appointments are free, but they are limited. Okay. You've got finance and investment questions, and you can get unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Jake in New York. How are you doing, Jake? I'm good, Steve, and uh, love the show. Thanks.
0: Can't say enough how uh, right you were with volatility in October. <laughs> About few days. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It really did spike, and I don't think we're done, Jake, just so you know. I just don't think we're done yet. Yeah, so uh, someone of
0: a simple question with I'm sure yields a nuanced and complicated answer, but how do you trade an ETF like TVIX, for example?
2: It's pretty difficult because, it, you know, what, I, what I'll ask you to do, is do you have access to charts, Jake? Because you can get them for free at stockcharts.com. And yep. if you put in the actu- if you put in the actual VIX, which is the dollar sign VIX, that's the actual VIX index, okay? And then compare that to TVIX or VXX, which are which are ETFs that allegedly track the VIX, okay? Compare a one-year chart of both those and you'll see that the the ETFs don't really track the VIX. Yes, they will spike up when the underlying VIX spikes up, but if you look carefully, those charts the uh, VIX VXX the ETF goes down pretty consistently and TVIX pretty consistently when the VIX goes sideways. Mm. Okay. So what you're doing, which is not actually tracking the VIX like you would hope it would, okay? Mm-hmm. And a good last year, it was very clear. If you look at last year's chart, last few months of last year, you see that the VIX went sideways and the ETS went down. So they don't track right. like you hope, Jake. So you've got to be really careful. Yes, they will spike and they will fall in conjunction with the VIX, the real VIX index. But any they they you have to use them as a trading vehicle, Jake. Not as not holding them for any length of time. No. Okay, don't hold them for more than a, a week, two weeks, three weeks. A month is now stretching it. Okay. So if you're going to use it, you can use it as a trading vehicle, but that's about it. Okay.
3: Understood.
2: Thanks, Jake. Thank Appreciate the call. The fix, everybody. Just all it does is just. It's a relationship between puts and calls, and that just is a relationship of how nervous or comfortable traders get with the market. Our or traders are with the market. That's what that does. It's that simple. Okay, let's talk about Social Security benefits. Going, to, they're going to rise next year. This is the largest increase in seven years. They're going to go up two point eight percent. Social Security benefits next year. And that average is about $38 per person per month who is collecting the average amount of Social Security. Um, and that the last time it got it's gone up as high it was 2012, it went up 3.6%. And try to remember, remember the, the Social Security benefits are cola attached, cost of living attached, okay? So cost of living adjustments is what that stands for. But they're they're attached to the C consumer price index and that's all about inflation they're supposed to go up with inflation that's what social security benefits are supposed to do now it benefits some groups of people better than other groups of people for instance if you are a homeowner versus a renter the homeowner will get a better deal than the renter because rents go up with inflation homeowners You don't usually have that situation, okay? And, you know, if you're healthy versus sick, well, there's a lot of inflation in Medicare, medical, you know, services and insurance and co-pays and all that world there. So if you're sick and you go to the doctors a lot, your, your increase is not nearly as helpful as those people who are not sick. It's that simple. Nothing rocket science about it. 888-99-CHART, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to tell you about two important upcoming developments for our listeners. Number one, Justin and I have set the date for our next Wealth Webinar. That's live online event. will be October 30th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And participation is free. It doesn't cost you, but you do have to sign up. You have to register. You have to pre-register at investtalk.com. And registration register, and we'll send you the uh private access link so you can get in and you can register right now the next one is at KPP financial we understand that some of our listeners may be on the fence with regard to whether they should continue to self-manage their portfolios or to reach out to us for expert guidance that's okay yeah you know, I I you know we're all on KPP I'm all about Invest talk we're all about teaching if you want to do it we'll teach you how to do it but if you don't that's what we're here for. We that we manage people's portfolios for them. So if you you want to talk about that or you want to even look at your portfolio just to give you an opinion, we'll be happy to do that. You know, you, you want to stop guessing and start smart investing. Invest Talk Academy has come up, we we talked about that just briefly. Invest Talk Academy. What is that? Well, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to allow you, uh, you're, you're going to hear more and more about it as it gets closer and closer. There, it, it's, it's, it's a, it, simply put, it's a classroom. It's a classroom. And it's a minimal cost to you. And we're going to review more about it in the coming days, I promise. Okay, the phone lines are open, and we're taking your calls, 888-99-CHART.
0: This is Invest Talk. Made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. It can help make you a better investor. And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and on all InvestTalk platforms, broadcast radio, live streaming, and podcast replays. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. And unlike many other advisors, Steve and Justin always provide unbiased recommendations, unaffected by third-party considerations. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California office, or send a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. You can call with questions. 888-99-CHART.
3: Hi, Stephen, Justin. This is Eric from Utah. I had a couple of quick questions for you. One, I was wondering if you get your information from y charts for the P-E ratio, the, the range that you are often quoting on different stocks. And my second question is looking at American Airlines, AAL. It was hit again today and it's down, looks like in the last couple of weeks, it's down almost 25% from its highs. So I was just wondering if there was a certain point that you might jump in. You're probably looking to see some support. You don't want to catch a falling knife, but wondering if uh, at some point you'd actually dip your toes in the water on that stock. So anyway, thank you so much. I'll look forward to hearing your answer on the next show.
2: Okay. The PE ranges I get from both y charts, which is a very good source of data, and another piece of software called the uh, Market Smith which is not nearly as robust as Y charts uh, but I get them from those two sources um, I get a lot more fundamental data from Y charts than anyplace else we really like that software and and because of that we asked them to be a be a, a sponsor and they are on our podcast so it works out well uh, American Airlines symbol AAL, is falling like a stone uh, It was $42 a share, what, five, six, seven trading days ago? Now it's $32 a share. So that's pretty steep fall in a very short period of time. The P.E. ratio is seven. Now this is a very good example of of P.E. ratios and what they mean. Because a P.E. ratio of seven just by itself sounds very low. Because the average P of the S&P 500 is 15 or so, so seven's got to be low. But compare that P-E ratio in the industry, and then compare the P-E ratio with the company. That's what you do. You don't compare it with the overall market necessarily. It depends on the industry that it's in. And this is the airline industry, of course. And their five-year range of their P-E is three to 11 And it's at 7 right now. So that tells you that's not that cheap. That's not, you know, uh, and the earnings are going to go down 15% this year, 2018, from last year. Then it's going to bounce up 22% next year. So next year it's going to be $5.53. That means the PE ratio is going to be about 6. Still not that cheap. It sounds cheap. But the airline industry always have a very low end. Indi- and I'm concerned it's a very well-run company. They only pay a 1.3% dividend, but they have lots of debt because they're going to pay for these expensive planes. And they have to pay for a very expensive fuel. So I'm not keen on this stock. I'm not keen on the airline industry anyways. One of the reasons I don't like the airline industry, doesn't mean I'll never own an airline stock. It just means I don't like it in general. Is the inventory that they have is called airline seats. So when the plane takes off, their inventory of empty seats, that value that goes to zero. So they got to fill every one of those seats. That's their goal, right? But if they have empty seats, the value goes to zero. I don't like that. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. I just don't like that kind of. I don't like the business model. If you want to know the truth of airline industry. Too many unions that will can disrupt, even though they haven't done that in a long time, but they used to do it all the time. And I don't like that they're subject to very expensive planes, and they're subject to uh, very expensive or cheap gasoline that drives their profits. And, you know, I just don't care. AAL, American Airlines, everybody. Okay. that. The Dow was strikingly down today, down 831 points, 3%. The NASDAQ even more so at 315 points. That's 4%, okay? And then the the S&P 500 is down 95, and that's 3.3% today, one day. Should you worry about that? Is it something that you need to worry about? Uh, The market's been weak most of October. We've seen a lot more volatility come into the market. Should it worry you? And the answer is no. No, in the scheme of things, this will be way behind us at some point. What you really want to worry about is when is a next recession coming? That's a much more, that's much more worrisome to me. Is when that might happen because that usually results in almost all the time in a bear market. Did you see what stocks were the worst hit today? The biggest uh, Nike down six point eight percent, Microsoft down five point four percent, Visa down four point eight percent, Boeing. Down 4.7%. Apple, down 4.6%. Top five. Major companies. Now, there's certain things you... This is what we're going to teach on InvestTalk Academy. There's certain things you could look for to tell you when this sell-off might be over with. Hmm. There are things to look for. Listen while you pick up listen while you, you pick up your phone to call the program. I'll get to you a call that came in earlier. I really would like to do that. You can call anytime or listen line. 88899 99 chart
3: Hi, Steve. Justin, see a calling from Victoria. I have a quick question. I uh, have a position in the company TPH. Just been about six months or so, I bought a high. Wanted to know it's a time to let it go, or the company has a solid base, I can hold on to it. I really enjoyed the show and thank you for all your hard work.
2: Okay, TriPoint Group TPH is the symbol. It's one point uh, almost a one point eight billion dollar company, so it's small cap build single family homes and planned communities in major metropolitan areas california arizona nevada washington texas so how do you think the housing industry is going to do i don't think i think we've seen the peak i've been writing about it that the peak came in the early summer we're past the peak now i've been writing about it often in the newsletter that the housing market has peaked for months so you know i don't think you should be in this stock Especially the Fed makes good on its threat to raise interest rates four times next year. How do you think that's going to affect housing prices, housing market? Prices are high. And see, this is not the time to be in a housing uh, stock. Just not. You know, it's very cyclical. You want to be in these kind of stocks coming out of a recession. Uh, You want to come when the Federal Reserve is not raising rates, not... You'd rather see them being lower in rates than the stocks looking more attractive. It, is it done falling? It's at $11.80 now. It's going to make $1.96 next year. So that means it's fairly inexpensive. It's at the low of its P.E. range. I just don't think the sector, the timing to enter that sector is gone. You, you don't want to be in it. October October is already moving pretty fast, right? We've got a free online webinar coming up on the 30th. October 30th. And I will be returning to San Jose on the November 7th. I can't believe it. November's around the corner. Register at investtalk.com for both. I wish you would. I appreciate it. Remember, I'm, I have limited sl- slots in San Jose. But for now, we've still got about 10 minutes left in the show. So give us a call. 888. 888-
0: In the next invest talk, the collective worth of Americans' data is in the billions of dollars. And startups are emerging that may soon help you get a cut of this pie. Steve will analyze the story tomorrow. But now, Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART.
2: Okay, let's go talk to Abby in Sunnyvale. She wants to talk about the general market. How you doing, Abby? Hi,
3: Steve. Thank you for taking the call. Really love hearing your perspective on the market. I have a very generic question. Why is high yield to the bond market bringing not so good for the stock market coming down in the last four days?
2: Yes, the bond market always, always have led the stock market up or down. And the bond market uh, spiked uh, was it last week? And it's still not, if I remember right, I looked at it this morning. I didn't look at it afterwards. But I felt this morning, oh, that doesn't look good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the bond market yeah, has been actually going down since the beginning of the year. But it started to rise from May to September. It started to come back. And then right at the end of August, it started to fall again. But really, last week, it really took a dive. And that's really what started all these all all this volatility, the bond market taking a dive uh, with the 10-year treasuries, and there's various reasons, and you know, we can go into that. But if you study the bond market, Abby, uh, you'll you'll know what the stock market's going to do. It's not always this fast, but yeah, if the bond market weakens, the stock market will weaken eventually, usually within months, or it could be days too, but usually within months. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about the um, global economy. See, the this could be something that's adding to the volatility here because the IMF International Monetary Fund downgraded global growth growth for the next two years a couple of ticks. Okay, to 3.7% from 3.9%. Okay, so did that contribute? Well, they're looking at a little bit less growth, but that's still growth. It's not shrinkage or anything. So it, but it, you know, the investors worry about directions too, you know, that is no longer increasing, is now decreasing. Now, some of, they list the countries, and some of the countries have some interesting numbers. United States... For 2017, we grew at 2.2 percent. Now they have us forecasted, they mean IMF, at 2.9 percent this year. I think we're going to exceed that. We're going to be over three, three are over. I'm pretty sure. And then they have us at 2.5 in 2019. Now that could be true. I don't know. I'm not. That's. that's hard to tell. Japan. They grew at 1.7 percent in 2017. They have the IMF has them going 1.1 this this year and 0.9 percent growth next year. It's pretty bad numbers. China 6.9 percent last year actual numbers. This year they have them growing at 7.3. I don't know if they'll make. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 6.6, 6.6, and next year's the 2019 6.2. So they have them weakening. India, last year, was 6.7. Remember, China was 6.9. This year for India, they have them at 7.3. And then 2019, 7.4. Their growth rate is going to exceed China's. That has not happened very often in the last 20 years. Now, how about the Eurozone, the EU? Okay, last year they grew 2.4%. 2.4%. 2.4%. Okay, uh, this year, 2%. Next year, one9 Interesting stuff, isn't it? Where do they have crude oil? IMF predicts that too. This year, they said, uh, last year it came in at $52.81. This year, they have it $69.38. And next year, it's $68.76. They think it's going to stay high. They also see very little inflation. They last year was 1.7, this year it's going to be 2, next year 1.9. If they see very little inflation, it, you know, doesn't that doesn't that mean that maybe our Federal Reserve should be raising interest rates? Hmm. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another Invest Program, baby. everybody, driven again by your calls and your questions. I do appreciate it. I remind you, our podcast listeners, I remind our podcast listeners that they will learn a lot more about Charts, our new sponsor, and the maker of the software that Justin and I use for, you know, serious research, data filters, charting. It's one of the main pieces of software we use, and you can use it too. We use Charts every day. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night.